Philanthropy is all about giving to causes that matter to you the most, and by doing so, making a difference in the lives of others. But is this an activity that is reserved just for the super wealthy? Or is it possible for the average person to become a philanthropist? What cause tugs at your heart that you wish you could provide funding for? Is there a way, right now, to live your dream with purpose? These are the glaring questions this podcast will explore as we meet everyday people who are stepping up to begin living their philanthropic lifestyle. We'll hear about their cause, why it's important to them, as well as their vision for the future. So let's get inspired, motivated, and learn how we can step into the dream of living our best life with purpose. My name is Nancy Landa. Welcome to Cause Talk Radio. This show is all about ordinary people like you doing extraordinary things they never thought were possible. The COVID-19 pandemic has affected so many people in one way or another, but my guest today, Mr. Aaron Gonzalez, has decided to do something about it. No matter where you stand politically about this pandemic, for my guest, this is deeply personal, and you'll find out why on today's show. Aaron is an elementary school music teacher from Edinburgh, Texas. He enjoys writing music, writing in general, and spending time with his wife and their one-year-old daughter. Aaron, welcome to the show. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, tell me about a time when you first fell in love with music. Oh, man. Well, I, uh, I actually used to, uh, I was a football player in high school and, uh, I got in a really bad car accident when I was a junior oh. and, uh, yeah. And, and the, the doctor told me that I'm not going to be able to play anymore. So, what was that like hearing that? Well, it, it was devastating. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah. So I had to find a new outlet, um, you know, to express myself and to do something constructive. My, uh, I grew up in a family of musicians. And uh, when I was growing up, my two brothers and sister, they played instruments, um, as well as my mother and father. And so I said, well, you know what? Why don't I give this a shot? I can't play football, but I can, I can, you know, put in my efforts into this. And so um, I actually started learning um, some Leonard Skinner songs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> great songs. <laughs> oh, yeah. And some, uh, and some Led Zeppelin tunes and, um, you know, just all, the, all that great rock music from the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, but where, where, the, where my passion really came from um, was actually at church. Okay. And so um, I was friends with the guitarist and I didn't, I didn't play yet um, for the church band. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he just said, well, why don't you practice this? And in a month, come back to me. And I, and I did. And before I knew it, I was a part of the band and it was, it was a really great experience. Wow. So you started playing in the band at church, but that's, that's where your music, well, I guess your love for music it was ingrained in you. It was almost part of your DNA with your entire family being involved in music. That's correct. So I have to have to wonder, were you encouraged by your parents before when you were a football player to take an interest in music? Or was it just something that was a part of your daily life that just kind of there? I think it was more so the latter. Okay. Uh, for For me, um, you know, I was kind of interested, but I just never really 
uh, took to it. My dad was, was really key on not pushing me to it. He said that he would always tell my mom, you know, he'll come to it, you know, if he wants to kind of thing. So you weren't made to feel like you had to be a musician like everybody else that you could be who you were. Correct. That's really interesting. But the music was all around you. Do you feel like maybe it was a divine intervention? That accident? Absolutely, Absolutely I do. Um, you know, I, I mentioned church. Um, I, I grew up in the church. I grew up in the, with a very strong faith. So um, for me personally, I, I, I do feel that the accident was an instance of God closing one door and opening another. Yeah, I kind of get that sense. I'm getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> now, <laughs> what kind of music do you write? And who are you writing it for? That's a great question. So um, I actually, throughout the years, I've kind of dabbled with a whole bunch of different genres. Mm -hmm. um, I, played, I played in a country music band. I played, um, believe it or not, in a heavy metal band. Uh, <laughs> although it was Christian heavy metal, but still. Right. Um, and then when I was in college, um, my professors really turned me on to jazz. And so, um, when I write music now, it has more of a, of a, of a jazz feel of a soul feel to it. Um, and, and as far as who I write it for, um, you know, I try to write things that'll keep, uh, you know, that'll be a good, um, aural foundation for my daughter. Right. And she's one year old. Correct. Light of daddy's life. Oh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you do other writing. What other writing do you do? Yes. So I also write about, um, that bas I, I write about basketball, but specifically about uh, things NBA-related. Oh, okay. And you do that for a, a newspaper, or how, who is your audience for that writing? Well, it's really just um, kind of for friends and for um, other people that I, I debate with. I'm a part of a few different uh, sports forums on, you know, just on Facebook and, and really it's just for that. But, um, I'm hoping to come out with a book, um, in the next few years, maybe even months. Um, you know, if, if the pandemic continues and we're forced to stay at home. Interesting. So you using that time wisely, <clears throat> what's it been like to teach your students remotely during the pandemic? It's been a challenge. It's been a challenge. Um, you know, especially since um, where I work, I work in a very, um, we call it low SES, basically a low S uh, socioeconomic school. Right. And um, a, a lot of my students do not have internet. And so that's a challenge. Um, it's hard to really reach out to them. But uh, myself, along with um, 30 other elementary music teachers in our school district, we came together, we put our heads together. And we made some packets to send out to those who don't have internet. And then we've been trying to come up with ways to engage the students, but in a way that won't overwhelm them. Right. Um, so in, in a short phrase, it, it's been a challenge. Now for you, teaching from home with one-year-old daughter and a wife there, um, that's got to have its own set of challenges as a teacher. Uh, yes, it does. It because does. there's distraction. Uh, Right. Yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely that element of distraction. Yeah. Um, 
it's a blessing too because I get to I get to see my family. But um, you know, I I, I do want to um, give that focus, give that attention uh, to the students as well. Right, right. So, what's a typical day like for you now working from home with your with your students? Well, as of right now, um, we just got on summer break. Oh, okay. Okay, but, so let's um, let's move back a month. A yeah. month ago, what was that like? Well, basically, you know, I would, I would, I would try to communicate with the students every day via Google Classroom. Okay. Um, you know, and I would, and you know, it's it, like I said, it's it was a really delicate balancing act because we didn't want to overwhelm the students with work. Right. So I would just get on Google Classroom and type in something as simple as, you know, good morning, everybody. This is Mr. Gonzalez, you know, wishing you all a good morning. If you have any questions about the assignment today, please let me know. And it got a a bit repetitive, but I would do that. Um, I also recorded videos for the students of of, uh, me playing guitar and singing. That's uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so, but to answer your question directly, a typical day would, would usually involve, uh, you know, me getting on Google classroom, um, probably making phone calls because parents did have questions, understandably. So, and then, um, that alone would take a few hours and then I would take a little break. And then from there, um, you know, I, I might record, I might, uh, practice something else, a song or a game maybe that I would, I would sing or play with them during the school year. And before I knew it, it would already be two or three o'clock and I'd be done. Wow. So how did it change the curriculum? You know, you have a set curriculum going into the school year and all of a sudden this pandemic happens. And everybody's at home. You must've had pretty major shifting around to still try to provide that curriculum to as many students as you could. Yes, absolutely. Um, we, what we tried to do uh, at our school district was we tried to stick to the curriculum, um, you know, but, but that was, that was tough, obviously. Yeah. So it, it was a challenge. We definitely had to change it. Um, we had to modify it. And in my opinion, we had to make it easier. So that way, um, this, you know, like I, like I said, that they wouldn't feel the students wouldn't feel overwhelmed. I keep stressing that point because um, our administration stressed that point a lot is we really don't want to overwhelm them because it's a difficult time for everybody, but especially, um, you know, children. Well, yeah. And you think about the parents who can work from home are working from home. Right. And so that's a strain on them as well. The kids are supposed to be in front of the computer in classrooms. So I can just imagine how difficult that was both for the teachers and the families. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about your cause, small business fundraiser on the border. First of all, have you ever done any fundraising before? Um, I did here and there. Um, When I was in high school, um, I was a part of a few different retreat teams. Okay. And basically, um, you know, on these retreats, we would, you know, we would go somewhere in the Texas Hill Country. And, um, you know, it would basically just, it would, it would basically just be a weekend of, of us and God and trying to grow closer to him. Um, But oftentimes, you know, those retreats needed, uh, needed fundraising. 
Okay. So what did you do to raise funds for those retreats? We did a lot of uh, barbecue plate sales and, um, you know, things of that nature. A lot of food selling. We would sell, um, you know, cookies and brownies. Right. um, right. You know, things like that. Okay. So now who are you wanting to help with your cause and why is this so personal to you? Yes. So there's, there's a few people, um, that I know that have small businesses, um, here, you know, here where I live in Edinburgh, uh, well in McAllen, which, uh, for those who don't know is, is yes, as you had mentioned, it's on the border of Texas and Mexico. And so, um, with this, uh, you know, this pandemic, this COVID-19, um, many of my friends, their businesses got hit really hard. And, um, one of them, one, one set of friends, um, you know, their husband, their husband and wife, they, uh, they just had a newborn. Well, they just had a baby. Yeah. And so, um, the, the husband, he, uh, he made his money from, uh, playing gigs, you know, from playing at music venues. Right. And now he can't make any of that because that's all closed. It's slowly opening back up, but you know, maybe that's, that's a very recent development. So his, his job was, he was an independent contractor per se, as a musician, he would be hiring himself out to the different clubs and venues that needed music. Is that right? That's correct. So he's kind of like a small business owner, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, his wife, she, uh, she had her own small business, um, you know, that, that had, that has to do with, um, you know, selling like, funnily enough, selling uh, baby items, you know, like baby clothes, stuff right. like that. And of course, she can't do that during the pandemic. No, and I mean, she's done a good job of opening it, opening it up, you know, to um, online retail. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's still it's still been very hard on them. Um, and then my uh, my brother-in-law. And my sister-in-law, um, their insurance agents. Well, yeah, their insurance agents. And then um, my sister-in-law, she actually owns her own shoe company. Oh wow! Yeah, um, but unfortunately, during this time of COVID nineteen, um, you know, her sales have have been hurt. Right. You know, because people aren't going out and dancing because you know everyone is trying to be cautious of uh, you know of the virus. Right, right. Wow. So what kind of funding do you anticipate you'll need for your cause? Well, you know, it's really tough to put um, a dollar amount on it. I will say that so far um, we, we have bought, you know, for these people, if I, if I were to just give you an item list, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've, we've bought a bathtub, um, you know, for, the, for my friends that have their baby. And then we've also bought, um, you know, well, a lot of food for sure. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, ver- you know, some other various things, um, you know, we, we bought a desk, a desk for, um, you know, my friends that sell insurance, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that wasn't, it wasn't, you know, if I, if I may say this, it wasn't cheap. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if I should give an exact dollar amount. But I can say that the help is sorely needed. Yeah, for sure. So why did you choose Up to Give to fund your cause? Well, um, 
up to give as as you and I know is uh basically powered by bitcoin mm-hmm. and i've um I bought my first little chunk of Bitcoin back in two thousand eighteen and um I just really like the concept of it it seems very it seems to give people their own um autonomy you know and it it seems like in general Bitcoin is its own cause to help freedom, which is something I'm very for and right. um and it's something that, you know, you don't have to drive somewhere to drop off cash. I mean, there is, you know, something like PayPal, but I haven't seen anybody do do this with PayPal, but up to give did it with Bitcoin. And, um, you know, I, I just think it's a wonderful organization. Um, when I, when I saw, um, a presentation on up to give, I was very impressed and it seemed like, um, the people behind it have very genuine caring hearts. Yes. And it's more than just fundraising. That's just a part of Up to Give. There's an educational aspect too that I, I would guess as a as an educator, um, may have spoken to you. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm just thinking out loud. Yes. No, for sure. Um, you know, there's a there's another friend of mine who just got into Up to Give, and yeah, he didn't he didn't know about a Bitcoin or any you know cryptocurrencies. So it was an opportunity for me to help him. And uh, as you said, it it is truly an educational opportunity. Yes, absolutely. I I love the soft skills training that they offer. been involved in three of the courses so far, and I'm getting so much out of it. Well, Aaron, would you be willing to come back on the show in a few months to provide an update on how your cause is doing? Of course. Awesome. Aaron, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me today on Cause Talk. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, You know, just the general um, goodwill to man. You know, um, there's a lot of negativity that I've been seeing going around in the world. And, uh, you know, I just want to say if, if you, we all have a chance to do it, just Whenever you see somebody, it doesn't matter if it's at the store or anywhere else, just try to smile and, yes. and try to try to just wish goodwill to your fellow man or woman. Right. Well, folks, if Aaron's story is your heart and you'd like to contribute, or maybe Aaron's story has inspired you to start your own cause, check out his link on the show notes to see how you can contribute to his cause or start your own cause. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and were inspired by the content that was presented. Don't forget to click the subscribe button so you'll be notified as soon as new episodes are available. For more information about anything on today's show, head on over to causetalkradio.com. Click on the podcast link where you'll find all the information covered on today's podcast, including links for easy navigation.